Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know Him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who He's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. There is an end goal that is beyond this dimension. There is an end goal that God has for all of us, and that is at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, you are free to be with God forever. You are free to go to heaven. You are free to have eternal life. There is a greater goal besides us living free from sin and being free to serve others and, and us being free to approach the throne of God and us being free to be unencumbered by our past. The ultimate goal is the salvation of our souls. The ultimate goal is us at the end of the day, seeing God. Mm. And not just seeing God here, but seeing God in heaven. Romans 6, 17. This is where we're going to be for this particular um, devotional today. Okay, Romans 6, 17. And I'll just stop and tell you mm -hmm. when you tell me to. But thanks be to God that though you used to be slaves to sin, you have come to obey from your heart the pattern of teaching that has now claimed your allegiance. Mm -hmm. You have been set free from sin and have become slaves to righteousness. I am using an example from everyday life because of your human limitations. Just as you used to offer yourselves as slaves to impurity and to ever-increasing wickedness, so now offer yourselves as slaves to righteousness leading to holiness. Mm -hmm. When you were slaves to sin, you were free from the control of righteousness. What benefit did you reap at that time from the things you are now ashamed of? Those things result in death. But now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the benefit you reap leads to holiness and the result is eternal life. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen. So the word of the Lord is blessed. So, so, so this, is, this is the crux of everything that we've talked about in this whole series. If you listen to this text, this text tells us you're hearing a dichotomy and you're hearing the word slave a lot. Right. And we've been talking about freedom. Right. So what is the commonality between slave and freedom? Like, so are you telling me that I can be a slave to God, but more free than if I was a slave to sin? It's like a paradox. Right. It doesn't make all. any sense. <laughs> so being a slave to God or a servant to God means that I will be free to live a life unencumbered by those things that sin would have bound me by, right? And then there's another word that is one of those controversial words now, a word that we have made very, very religious. It's a word that many of us have heard. If you've grown up in church, you've heard it, the word holiness, right? And when you hear the word holiness, there's a connotation of works. There's a connotation of legalism. There's a connotation of checklist. There's a connotation of Right and wrong, there's a connotation Stress of code. all these things are encumbered in this word holiness. But 
This verse is telling us something very powerful about holiness, being a slave to God versus being a slave to sin, right? And if we look at holiness, the Bible is telling us, first of all, let's go back, right? The Bible says clearly, without holiness, no man can see the Lord. Holiness is essential for us to be able to see God. God is holy. So in order for us to be in his presence, there's a holiness that is necessary. But it's not our holiness. It's God's holiness. Right. So if God's holiness needs to be something that we put on to be able to be in God's presence, there must be a taking off of our own holiness, which will free us. The revelation of freedom is freedom is not something that you can do without God's help. Freedom is not a feeling. Freedom is a realization of the power of the gospel and that no matter what people say, no matter what people think, no matter what I think, if God says I'm free, God has set me free, I must embrace that free indeed. So we're working on the indeed part here. I must embrace fully what the gospel says, what God says about me, and take off what I think I should be. And that is the work that we're doing to taking off of what we think we should be and embracing who God says we already are. Verse 20 is causing you to remember, right? It's causing you to reflect. This is Romans 6 and 20. In the past, you were slaves to sin and you did not even think about doing right. Think about this, right? Before you came to the knowledge of the Lord, before church became something that you were considering, before getting yourself together in your life or whatever brought you to this moment, there was not really much thought about God's standards, right? The definition of sin wasn't even relevant because it was just like, I'm going to do what I think is right and what I think is wrong. And we dealt with the consequences and the burdens of whatever those things were, mm -hmm. right? So we felt guilty. We didn't attribute it to sin. We, we attributed it to our own moral compass, right? I'm feeling bad because I don't think that's right how I treated that person. Now, granted, the Bible tells us that the law of God is written on all of our hearts. So all of us have a conscience, right? And our conscience is that voice, and I believe is that peace of God that each one of us has that we can either mute or we can uh, turn the volume up on, right? Depending on where we are in our minds and in our life circumstances, right? But at the end of the day, having your conscience alone is not enough to really define what it means to live a life of true freedom. Because at the end of the day, when you're doing your own thing and when we're consumed with our own way, we are the judge, jury, and executioner of our own existence, right? But when you come into a knowledge of God, God then begins to reveal the truth about a standard of living that he does not want you to live on your own. So he begins to challenge the way you're living, but he's telling you a better way to live. He's telling you a higher level to live. And as I'm speaking, I'm thinking about, you know, in the Old Testament where there was all these rules, right? The Ten Commandments. And it wasn't even just Ten Commandments. There were hundreds of other commandments, but the Ten were really like the encompassing ones. But the, the children of Israel had to live by hundreds of commandments. So they couldn't do this, couldn't do that, couldn't do this, couldn't do that. Jesus comes, the fulfillment of the law. And Jesus takes all those commandments and says, I'm going to sum up all these hundreds of lists and rules and things. Love God, love your neighbor as yourself. If you do that, then you will be fulfilling by default 
all of the commandments that God has given. So just think about this, right? And this is the breakthrough of walking freely. Jesus simplifies it and says, if you do this one thing, it will take care of all of the other things that you can't eat or even remember to do and not do. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's human nature to sort of define that, though, because it can be a bit uh, ambiguous when you, you don't have um, like a clear definition. Yeah. But I think like you, you're saying, when, when you follow those two commandments, you're subsequently creating. A, it's not um, when you say checklist, mm -hmm. the checklist isn't coming from you, but rather from scripture and from the standards that God has set in place. Right through various scriptures. So I kind of wanted to not necessarily clarify, mm -hmm. but just make sure we, you know, we reiterate that it's not like we're saying, oh, those two com commandments and then you don't have to worry about anything else and act how you want to act. Right, right, right. Do right. what you want to do. Because right. when you do those two commandments, what God is saying is don't, or what the scripture is saying, don't put stock and your, your um, confidence your focus, yeah. and focus in mm -hmm. what, the the written letter of the law says, but mm -hmm. rather the spirit of it and mm -hmm. what goes behind it. Because when you are following after the two commandments that Jesus said, all of those things subsequently follow suit. Because right. that's what, if you're loving your neighbor, then you wouldn't lust after your neighbor's wife. Right. Or you wouldn't go steal something that doesn't belong to you. Like, right. So all of those things kind of fall in line. So yeah. I just... No, that's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. And I, and I hope that people are not saying, oh, whoops, we don't got to listen to the right. Old Testament. We got to listen to anything. It's an all-encompassing thing, right? So what Jesus did when he gave us this quote-unquote golden rule, he called us to a higher level of living. He called us to a deeper level of commitment to the heart of what God is saying beyond the words. So it's the spirit, like you said, it's mm -hmm. the spirit, the letter kills, the Bible said letter kills, right. but the spirit gives life, meaning that focusing on the written letters and all this other stuff gets you into a mentality that can lead to you doing it in your own righteousness, because right. it's based on your own interpretation of the letter. But if you get the heart of what God is saying, the spirit of what he is saying, the spirit of love, of loving God, loving your neighbor as yourself. In that love, and not our love, but God's love, in that love, that is the all-encompassing thing that will cause us to then freely be able to walk into being obedient right. in certain areas that otherwise we wouldn't be focused on, right? So verse 20 is calling us to the fact that, first of all, don't forget the gravity of uh, the life that you've come out of. And I think it's very important right here as we move out of this series of walking freely, that at the heart of it is very important for us to never forget where we came from. Like, and even as we opened up, it's so easy to like take God for granted because he's so consistent. He's so faithful that you don't even notice it, right? It's just like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna wake up today. I'm just gonna be all right. You know, and, and in some ways, thank God for this pandemic because it causes us to be more aware of the fact that tomorrow is not promised. Right. The fact that it's, if it's not was, was not for God's grace and mercy, I don't even know where I would be. The crazy thing is, it's always been that way. Like that truth has always been a reality, but right. it's so easy for us to get into our own sense yeah. of security and our own world 
that we not only are 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 encumbered by um, by life, but we're also burdened by our uh, inability to take care of ourselves fully. When and I said this before, this pandemic and this whole thing: are we shutting down? Are we not? Are we open? Are we not? Are we vaccinated? Are we not? And all this is really getting us to think. If you're not careful. It gets you into a mindset of perpetual anxiety of, and of having to take care of yourself. And when God says, trust me, God says, wait on me. God says, I'm protecting you. God says, I'm keeping you. He was always doing that. Without the measures that we need to take to make ourselves feel better, there was always a level of freedom that God had for us in peaceful mindsets, in, in a posture of, enduring peace. So there's a blessing in that. And God is reminding us, even as we, like I said, coming to the end of this series, not to forget how much God has actually done and how much God has actually changed you and how much God is actually growing you. That's got to be the heart of it. Because like we talked about last week, a huge part of us walking into this freedom it's us being able to live into it so that it becomes an extension of God to other people. Mm-hmm. So God is calling us to understand what freedom in Christ is on the inside for ourselves. But the end result is twofold. One, we are called to humbly serve others, but then also we are on our way to heaven. We are on our way to heaven. Heaven has got to be more important than it is to us. Being with God at the end of the day is the cherry on top of this whole freedom talk, right? Because we can't guarantee that your life is going to be perfect. Can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee that you're not going to have any troubles. You're never going to get sick. You're never going to have problems. Can't guarantee that. Can't guarantee that you're going to have peace all the time can't guarantee that, right? But what a walk with Christ guarantees is it guarantees that at the end of your days, when this is all said and done, you have lived your life for God, and now you're going to be with God. And that has to be more important than what we want our career aspirations to be, mm-hmm. what, we, what, what we hope for tomorrow, what we want our next thing to be, uh, our next success story, or whatever it is, the things that we hope for. The ultimate hope and the thing that we have to keep our mind focused on is the fact that we are going to heaven to be with God. The goal and the fruit of us walking freely is that freedom in Christ leads to holiness, which in turn leads and results to eternal life, right? Go back to the beginning with the slave. Mm -hmm. Slaves to sin means slaves to death. Death meaning death, separation from God, death of relationships, burdens and all these other things, emotional baggage, all this other stuff. Sin leads to corruption. Sin leads to things that are not pleasant, right? Becoming a slave to what you want and what you desire. That leads to death. But God is saying, if you are willing to become a slave to Christ. Now, the definition of slave to God means servant. That means servants are dependent on their master for their sustenance. Their job 
is to serve God and God takes care of their housing. God takes care of their meals. God takes care of their life. God gives them purpose. God rewards them. God is the one who takes care of his servants. God pays and pays extras. God gives bonuses. God gives rewards. So it's not slavery in a connotation that we know as humanity, but it's becoming a servant of God, becoming a slave to Christ will lead to holiness. What does that mean? Becoming a slave to God leads to holiness. In other words, becoming free in Christ leads to holiness. You are free to live holy. You have the permission, you have the access, you have the strength from God to shut away those things that are not pleasing to God. And how does that happen? I like to look at it more so uh, in a way of uh, somebody rubbing off on you, right? Somebody that you admire, that you spend a lot of time with. Over time, you're, you'll begin to talk like them, pick up their mannerisms. Over time, you'll begin to seek to please them. If the relationship is valuable to you, it will become a passive change that happens to you. You know, if you live with somebody long enough and you have a relationship with somebody long enough and you actually care about them and you actually desire to have a fruitful relationship with them, um, it's a healthy relationship. There's mutual respect and understanding. Uh, the need for verbal communication becomes less pressing. There's a, almost like an osmosis that happens. There's a, a passive intertwining and a growing together that mm -hmm. happens. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Fusion. There's a natural fusion that begins to happen where now your lifestyles become more compatible because your wills become more agreeable, because your goals become more aligned. And it should, we hope, feel less ball and chainish and more congruent. It should feel more interconnected. So holiness is more so um, a walking with God and an allowing God's will, God's ways to fuse with you. And they become more important than what you want to do. Holiness, pleasing God desiring to walk according to God's ways. Why? Because you respect God. Because you love God. Because you value God as God. Like God is not just an accompany, accompaniment to your life. God is not just somebody that you tagging along with on Sundays or just hanging out. God is a priority and the priority of your life. You will begin to walk in his ways. And walking in God's ways will result in eternal life. Amen. See, so, so it's like God's trying to free us from all the work that we think we got to do to make this thing happen. He, he's trying to free you from trying to do all this stuff in your own strength. He's trying to free you so that you can be generous. He's trying to free you so that you can communicate with him and pray and understand the value of what you have in being able to communicate with the creator of the universe. He wants to free you from the fact that he knows that you're sinful. He knows that you're weak. He knows that you're frail. He made us all out of dirt. He understands our frame. He wants us to admit that. 
Admit that you're frail. Admit that you're weak. Admit that you're dirt. And God will take that dirt and bless the world from it. God wants to be involved in every area of your life, but he wants us to first acknowledge who we are and how much we actually need him. And in our need for him, there's freedom. In our acknowledging of our need for him, there is so much liberty in that because it takes the pressure off of you from having to live this life on your own. And we keep saying it over and over again. And I pray that you get that in your spirit, that you're not living this life for yourself. You, God is living this life through you to show you that you can be an instrument of blessing in this world, that you can help other people find God because God decided to use some dirt. And living a life like this, a life that is surrendered to God in all the areas that we talked about, surrendered to God in your weakness, surrendered to God in your frailty, surrendered to, to God in everything that he's blessed you with, surrendered and available to God in your capacity to be generous, surrendered to God in your outlook on life, in your understanding of yourself, in your willingness to put yourself down. The Bible says that this leads to holiness, which the end result leads to eternal life. When you look in the Gospels, Jesus talked about heaven quite a bit. Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you that where I am, you will also be. The end result is Jesus wants us to be with him. Right. That's the goal. Right. And that, the beautiful thing about this goal is it's beyond the pandemic. It's beyond the fact that everything ain't working out for you. It's beyond that. It's higher than that. It's like, you know what? At the end of all this, I'm going to be with God. At the end of all this, I'm free to believe that. I'm free to walk into that. And I'm free because of that. I'm free to live into that. I'm free because of that. The crux of this whole freedom thing is thank God that God made a way through Christ, that we might be able to have a fresh start, that we might be able to, all the mistakes that we made in our lives, that the gospel of Jesus Christ frees us from the law of sin and death. When we're born, we're born on our way to destruction. But once we come into a life with Christ, the Bible says old things are passed away and all things are new. We become a brand new person. I mean, it's our prayer that we all embrace that. And if we get that, we'll have more peace by default. We'll have more joy in life. And everything don't gotta be working right. Everything don't gotta be lined up. You know, I got, you know, money's coming in, all of, it don't gotta be that because it's from the inside. Mm -hmm. It's from the inside. Jesus said, look, man, if I wasn't going to prepare a place for you, I wouldn't have told you that. All of this is so that at the end of the day, you can be with me and we can be together forever. And I pray that, 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 that God shows each and every one of us that are listening the, the, the need to desire that, the need to want that outside of anything that we can get in this life, that we're not going to be living for God because we expect an easier road or favor and all these other things. Bare bones, 
The greatest thing that God has ever done for you is saved your soul. The greatest thing that God has ever done for you is made it possible for you to have a relationship with him. That is where liberation sits. Bible says, it's for freedom's sake that Christ set you free. Don't be entangled again by the yoke of bondage. Don't allow life circumstances to snatch away. The whole point of this whole thing is that at the end of the day, Jesus died so that you could be free from everything that would separate you from a relationship with God. That this series, this whole conversation about being new and starting over and all that is impossible without the finished work of Christ without embracing the fact that God loves you so much that he was willing to make a provision for us to have a relationship with him that would lead ultimately to being with him eternally. You are an eternal creation. Death is not the end. You're going to live again. Death is just a passageway. Death is what we see on this side as a transition. But God made us eternally. And it's our prayer that even as we're walking in this life, that we can truly be bulletproof, that we can truly have on an armor that society can't penetrate, that our pains can't penetrate, that our own limitations don't penetrate, how we see ourselves don't stop, that there's a freedom inside of us that we can carry into every season of our lives. Amen? Amen. So let's pray. Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this opportunity. We thank you for this time that you have allowed us to share. We thank you, God, that you have allowed us to come to this moment, not by accident, but you purposed us to take this time and hear something that will connect with our spirits, which will connect with you in a way that we never imagined. We thank you for the events that led us to this moment, good and bad, that your hand was involved in everything that we had gone through to bring us to this most sacred moment. We pray, God, for those who are listening who have yet to make a decision to serve and live for you. We pray, God, that a revelation of your love, of your grace, of the opportunity that you've given us to have a fresh start, that that is clear and evident. And in this moment, they can grab it right now by confessing with their mouth, Lord, I'm a sinner. Lord, I realize that I need you. I realize that you created me and you designed me for a purpose in this world, that I am not equipped to live this life on my own. I want to do it your way. Save me, Lord. I make you Lord of my life. I surrender. I believe that you are the son of God, that you died for my sins, that you rose, that I might be free. And from this moment forward, I confess and I believe and I am in the family of God. Lord, let that prayer be a prayer that sits on their hearts, that they might be able to, in the quietness of their own heart and mind, make a commitment to serve you. I thank you, Lord, for protecting each and every one that is listening. I thank you, God, for helping us manage worry and manage fear. I thank you, Lord, for keeping us and sustaining us. It's because of your goodness that we are not consumed. I pray, Lord, a special blessing on everyone that is listening, 
that they would come into a greater appreciation for who you are and what you have done, that ultimately they will walk freely in Christ. That everything that was said in this series would permeate their spirit and they will come into a greater understanding of what it truly means to walk freely. This is our prayer, Lord. We thank you, we praise you, we love you, and we appreciate you. Help us to grow in grace together, even more. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.